0: Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Have you ever had your child beg you to start gymnastics, karate or cricket only to sign them up for a term? pay all the costs, and then they lose interest. It can be a significant outlay of costs for a lot of pain in nagging them to go every week because you have signed them up for it. Catherine Pace is the founder of tech company Elanation. She's come up with a solution that not only gives your child a choice of sports, it keeps them active and it won't hurt your back pocket quite so much. Hi, Catherine. Hey, Siobhan. What I'm talking about here is an app that you developed. Why did you decide that in a world of so many apps that this one was needed? Great question. So uh, my co-founder and
1: I, about three years ago, realised that there was a need to design apps from the ground up dedicated to the mind, body and soul of children. Uh, we didn't believe that digital was bad or it was the bad guy. It just needed to be presented in a way that um, adhered to the, the playful nature of a child. And so um, as we were doing more and more research, we also realised that access and affordability to sport and sports education was becoming a little bit more challenging for kids and families. And so that's where the largest sports education app was built and born, uh, we realized that there was a lot of like rules and regulations around how kids had to play sport these days. And really, kids just want to experiment, and they want to have fun, and they want to give it a go. And a young boy might want to try gymnastics, or a young girl might want to try soccer, but she doesn't want to sign up to an entire team yet, and you know she doesn't want to commit to the 15 weeks or whatever it is. So we've basically built this app that's just got hundreds of skills spanning 15 different sports All the videos are two to three minutes long. Um, They're filmed with former Olympians and Australian athletes training kids their top tips and techniques at beginner, intermediate and advanced levels um, so that any kid can pick up the app and learn a skill there and then.
0: Now, um, just going back to what you were thinking and feeling when you started this and you you were talking about the playfulness of kids. Mm. One thing I've heard, um, I guess that comes on this show quite a lot, Dr. Christy Goodwin talk about is the fact that... A lot of apps, a lot of games that um, are aimed at kids, are actually put together by psychologists and people who want that. Um, I can't remember what she called it, but the idea is that ch- children get hooked into something that can uh, that never satisfies a need. So there's yeah. never an end to the game; mm-hmm. that it keeps them going and going, like Fortnite and things like that. Yes, and that um, it just sounded that there was a lot of deviousness going <laughs> on in the development of apps. <laughs> Um, Did you come across that and how did you deal with that in this particular app, in the Eleanation
1: app? Yeah, uh, we've done a lot of research and Robert Sapolsky is a good one to look into and he talks a lot about variable rewards. Uh, It's a typical mechanism that's used in either loot boxes or this notion of constant scrolling and um, through that research we recognised that kids were becoming Uh, more and more addicted to the next uh, prize or reward they would get inside the app. And we thought, well, maybe we could re-engineer algorithms like that to drive positive health outcomes. So instead of looking at it as a pure digital play, making sure that the content and the UX of the app would actually inspire kids to put the app back down and go back outside and play, Um, That sounds fascinating. (laughs) Yeah.
0: How did you manage that? I'm assuming that's where you got to with it.
1: Yeah. So, well. Designers, engineers, three years of R&D experimentation. Um, When we first started, you know, we did have a virtual world in there and leaderboards and videos and we've slowly watched the behaviour of kids. We've interviewed over at least 100 families across Australia in both um, urban and rural different areas of the country to work out like what the modern family looks like today, what they really needed in an app. Um, We've recognised more and more that families are looking for apps to keep them connected, um, but in a really healthy and balanced way. And parents really want safe spaces on the internet for their children to play. So, um, yeah, we just – the Elination sort of sparked from that and it's evolved in line with the consumer demand over time.
0: And now – how does it work in terms of um, getting them to – Put the phone down. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I think that's what all parents want to know. Yeah. How do you get them to use it but then put it away? Yeah.
1: Well, so we start with the video content. So, for example, at the end of a video, we have, for example, the number two world champion Dylan Morrison does all the scooter tricks and he'll teach kids everything from like a beginner level, how to just get on a scooter to how do you do a 360-degree flip on a scooter. Right. And But at the end of every video, it's very um, – all right, Elinators, go outside and give me 10. This is your turn, you know, and then a big try button comes up on the app and, you know, the kid is committing that I'm going to go and try and do this skill now. And that's very different to a YouTube environment where you just are incentivized to watch the next video and the next video and the next video. And we knew that, uh, 72% of children end up stressed, confused, or anxious after being on the internet because the UX and the design of the internet, a lot of the pages are so that you continue being on that page for a very long time. So for us, it was more about short, pop-sized pieces of video content, super engaging the The actual athlete is telling the kid to now go outside and give it a go, Um, and then the kid can go outside and give it a go, and then they can take a video of themselves completing the skill and add it to their timeline so they can actually watch their progress.
0: Which all sounds fabulous. The other part of um, the app is that you have wearable Mm -hmm. technology as well. I'd say Fitbit because that's what people understand Mm. as wearable technology in a sense. But it's not a Fitbit. Tell me how your wearable technology works with the app.
1: Yeah. So it's called the eTurbo and it is a sports watch for children it has eight sports modes, Um, it has a stopwatch, a clock, it's got an accelerometer, so it counts their steps, it counts their heart rate, it measures their sleep. So we put basically all the functionality of a $350 Fitbit into a $129 product um, and designed it for children. And then the sports watch connects to the app, and so children compete on leader. Uh, weekly leaderboards. So they sync their um, their sports watch each day, and to date, kids have logged about a billion steps on the platform across
0: Australia. Wow. Another concern that will come up for parents with that mm. is um, privacy issues. Yep. You you mentioned that you understood that parents want their kids to be safe online. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet we're always being told, particularly with wearable technology, that we're giving information out left, right and centre. People mm-hmm. can find out where we are. Yep. Um, and if it's something that's connected to another Platform that potentially strangers could approach them. So there's two Mm -hmm. things there like too much information going out and people you don't know contacting your kids. Yeah. Um, does Elanation have protection against that sort of thing? Absolutely. So
1: personal identity, we fundamentally believe that a child should be able to keep their identity anonymous up until the age of at least 13 or 15 until they're consciously aware of really what the internet is. So we decided from the get-go there was no GPS tracking inside any of our wearables um, so that your child can't be tracked. Um, we had, a, interestingly, a number of parents say to us, "Could you put a tracker in there so I can track my kid?" <laughs> but a lot of the time, the kids, once they find out you're tracking them, they're not <clears throat> really—they've just lost it, you know. Yes. And then mum and dad got to go buy another one. And so we realised that that was sort of possibly a value prop for the parent, but the bigger problem was uh, this this notion that platforms can get hacked, and you know, kids could identity or their location could be discoverable by some third party. And we didn't want to take that risk. And we also just didn't think it was necessary. We were much more interested in the incentivization piece of kids watching videos, being inspired by that, running outdoors, sinking their steps, being competitive with their friends on a leaderboard. This was a much healthier environment for the child. And so that was the the focus from the get-go.
0: And when you say competing with their friends... Yeah. Do we know who their friends are? Yeah, so <laughs> um,
1: you just know Superwoman and Superstar and and Benji. Because they're 101. all anonymous, right? yeah. It's all anonymous, yep. so you don't. And even the avatar images that you get to pick, um, we've got a range of. We've got both sexes. We've got different nationalities in there, different styles. Um, so again, it's about creating the kind of sports avatar that resonates with you. And then in the future, I'm sure we'll be adding customizations and badges and stuff that you can add to your avatar as you grow. But again, it's, it's designed to be this creative environment. Um, where the theme of sport is so powerful and so healthy um, that we want to teach things about like anti-bullying online and um, motivation and just getting outdoors and yeah so we we keep their their profile completely anonymous and it's just about um, getting in there and and having a go at a new sport.
0: Speaking as the wife of a hyper-competitive human being yeah. uh, that to seems to have transferred that sense of competition onto his children, <laughs> um, how do you manage competition on, online? Because obviously competition can be extremely healthy and yeah. then it can be a pain in the butt uh, yeah. and not very helpful. Are there ways of helping the children, particularly the younger ones? Um, my big thing is dealing with... Um, failure in, yep. a, in a positive way. Yeah,
1: super, super relevant. So we actually initially had an annual leaderboard and this was challenging because it, once a new kid came onto the platform, they could never compete with the kid who's been there for, for, say, two or three months. So we actually got rid of that and that's where we started the weekly leaderboards because it was like a new start for everyone. Um, interestingly, on the platform, it's usually a new uh, winner every week which is quite cool so I'm not really sure why that is but that just seems to be the nature of this. So we've designed the app in some way that that works so that's great <laughs> yes. and then it's also just around like as children are able to take um, videos of themselves and sort of save them in completing the sports it's not about sharing it with the public um, it's all about you and your own progress so I know um, I used to do competitive salsa dancing and I would at the end of a class, like, you know, take a video of the teacher and then I'd take a video of myself or the class would, and we'd watch it back and, you know, three months would go by and you'd watch it back and you go, wow, look how much I've progressed. And in those instances, it is nice to take a video of yourself and see that. I think in a world of selfies, we're all really nervous about, oh, we're taking too many videos and photos of themselves, but for kids progress is really important. And to be able to feel like they're progressing is really, really important. And a lot of kids will say, approach the sport of cricket and think, it's so overwhelming. I don't know all the rules. I'm never going to be great at it. Like, uh, I don't even know where to begin. um, And everyone expects me to be the best. And so just starting with those micro steps of like, just how to stand in front of the wickets or how to you know hit with the bat just those micro steps the idea that you don't have to learn the entire sport you can just start with a very simple skill and you can champion that skill and you can do it really well and the kid watches that and goes cool i might try like one of the intermediate skills now and then all of a sudden you know over the space of a year they've gotten through the beginner and intermediate skills for cricket and actually
0: they're great at it i love um The sense that you can try lots of things. And it just struck me, I'd love to try karate. So if my kid was doing it, can parents sort of do it along with them? Yeah.
1: Yeah. We've had some beautiful stories about that where it is like some parents are – um, sometimes they don't know, like, how to teach a dance move to their kid or um, the father's not exactly sure how to throw a football. And so it's been quite beautiful to watch the parents step in and look at the video with the child and then go, oh, I, I can show you how to do this now, and it's the correct technique. Because when we look back, I think, you know, we're all at the physio or the Cairo, etc., like a lot these days. <laughs> yes. And really, we miss techniques at a very young age. Like, you run around Centennial Park and you see everybody dancing, well, not dancing, running in a different style. Be cool. Though, that so would be very dancing. cool i know wouldn't it <laughs> that would be so cool at 6am in the morning um but it is, it's like, what is the correct way to run? And so we reached out to um, a former Australian Olympian and she has like a whole series of athletics videos in there teaching kids and for the kid's body, like how to run, how to start at the start line of a race. And it's those small techniques that really make a big difference um, in and around just overall your confidence. I now know what I'm doing, so I'm going to you know, run this race. Um, and also it's just better for your body <laughs> it's to, for, for reduced injury.
0: And, of course, before I let you go, parents want to know the cost. Yeah. Um, you did mention that the wearable technology is around 129 but yep. that's you don't need that. You can just have the app without the wearable technology. So how much is the app?
1: Yeah, so the app retails for $19.95 a month, but we're about to start a promotion with 50% off um, for the month of June. Well, oh, so. that's very
0: exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Catherine, thank you so much for coming in and chatting No problem. Us. Thanks for having me, Siobhan. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. That's Catherine Pace. She's the founder of tech company Elanation. And for more information on the app, check out the notes in this episode. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced by Debbie Ning and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. We'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email us at feedplaylove at See you next time.